Supersonic Pod Comics presents Red, White, and Blue in Broken. Part 1. Red. Good day. If you say so. I do. It's good to meet you. I am Dr. Griffin. Another doctor. Yes, another doctor. May I call you Red? How do you know that name? I know everything about you, young man. I know about your amazing skills on the football field in high school. And your not-so-amazing skills playing piano, which would have been much better had you just applied yourself and practiced. I know your father died two years ago. I know you have a collection of Muppet memorabilia, but that any card or gift that has come to you while you've been staying at this hospital with any sort of Muppet theme has been thrown away, sight unseen. How, how do you know all that? Most importantly, I know what brought you here. I know the hours of surgeries you have been through. I know the official story, that you were caught in a fuel transport explosion, is a complete lie. And I know you want out of here. You don't know me. No, but I would like to. I have been paying close attention to you over the last few months ever since I was made aware of your situation. My... my situation? You mean physically? My... my broken body? I am glad to see that you are now able to control your wheelchair. Barely. But yes, I... I do have some freedom now. I'm able to come out here when I want to. They still watch me closely, but... I do uh, appreciate the freedom this chair gives me. But that's nothing compared to what you used to be able to do, is it? If you know what I could do, then you know the answer to that. Does your power still work? It does, but without the use of my legs, it's it's unpredictable and and unstable. They, They broke me, Doc. I don't know who or or what they were, but they broke me. They, They stole my friends. They crushed my body. I still have my power, but I can't even use it. I Look at me. I used to be called Zipper because of my super speed. I can generate the energy needed to do it, and I can levitate and hover over the ground, but I can't balance myself for more than a few seconds, and now I'm just... I mean... I appreciate what everyone's done for me. God knows that, but I miss the way I used to be able to move. The speeds I used to be able to go. What if I told you I could give you the two things you want the most in the world? I I guess first I'd ask you what you think those two things are. The ability to walk. Or, if not that, the ability to use your power to get around more freely. Yeah, but my my power only works in short bursts. It's not meant for long periods of time. 
a few weeks with me and my team, and I think you might find that you'll be able to use your powers in ways you've never imagined, and at levels you've never imagined. I'm... I'm listening. What's the second thing? You want to find your friends. They've disappeared, never to be seen again. If you were to work with me, finding your friends would be your priority mission. What's red without white and blue? You can do this. You can put me back in action. I can. There are strange things afoot out there. More and more people like you, with powers, that is, but they don't have your sense of morality. I could use your help. I... I'm in. Very good. I will put in the orders to have you transferred. And then I'll introduce you to my friend, Dr. LaRue. Dr. Griffin? Thank you. No, Red. Thank you. Part 2 White. Dr. Griffin, I was not expecting you until next week. I know. I wanted to see what kind of progress you've made on the test subject. This one is a hard one to crack. He will not let us test his powers. He suspects that our motivations do not uh, align with his own. He has a strong moral code. He considers us evil. Ergo... Have you found a solution? Yes. Use his own motivations to our advantage. Bring out Subject 633. I understand you met with the speedster yesterday. Will he cooperate? Will I be meeting him soon? Yes, very soon. I was able to appeal to his morality and motivations quite easily. I doubt he questioned anything I said to him. You can be quite convincing. Ah, and there he is, Subject 633, a.k.a. White. You might as well give up. Skip to the torture or whatever. I'm not going to use my powers to protect myself. So these diodes or electrodes or whatever it is you've connected to my body are not going to do you any good. You've wasted your time, just like last time, and the time before that, and the time before that. I love his defiance. It almost makes me feel bad we have to break him. He won't even know he's broken. He is going to demonstrate his powers willingly and as often as we like. You have my attention. I really wish you had allowed me to test this before you came. But to have you here for my moment of triumph does give the moment a certain significance I did not anticipate. Please, proceed. Kyle, please, 
activate the crown. Crown? Only half of the sensors on his head are for observation. The other half are to allow the creation of... Well, I'll just let you watch. You're not going to get me to use my powers. I'm not going to give you anything you can use in your evil plans or whatever you're doing. You're wasting time. You're wasting money. I will be no help to you whatsoever. I do not expect you to help me today. No. I have someone else you need to help today. Dr. Griffin, I feel like you're really going to appreciate this. Who, who's there? What's going on? Who... who... What is he looking at? I'll be honest, sir. I'm not exactly sure. We'll have to use some context clues, but... I'm gonna guess wife or girlfriend. Who, who's there? I do not see anything. But he does. And that's what matters. Maddie? Is that you? Maddie, did they kidnap you? Maddie, his wife. So your crown... Manipulates the senses, pulling from his experiences and emotions to cause him to see what we guide him to see. It's based on the experimental mind-reading and mind-wiping tech that the Masters gave us. Brilliant application, Doctor. Thank you. It's not precise, but it is better than... Joey! Arnie! His sons. We use the crown to nudge the mind in one direction, in this case, to cause him to see someone, or ones, he cares about. Someone he'd be terrified to lose. His own mind does the rest for us. Now, these people are all in his head. But this is not. The ceiling is closing in on him. We tried this before, and he did nothing to stop it. I honestly believe he'd let it kill him before activating his powers. But now... He will not let it kill his family. You monsters! You kidnapped my family and put them in danger like this? Young man, you have two choices. Either use your powers or let them die. We do not want to lose you, but them? Well, we can live without them. Can you? <laughs> you really are a monster. It's why you hired me. collections long before I need to worry about that. Maddie, come closer. Bring the boys. My force field is more powerful the closer you are to me.
did it. I saved you, Maddie, I saved you. Just glancing at the data coming through, there's already some very useful information about his power source. Look at this. When the Masters turned him and the other one over to us, I hoped it would yield some good results. And Red will be cooperating? <laughs> I can't wait to study him. Just remember, he's going to actually work for me in the field. As part of Superforce? No, in one of my other endeavors. Maddie? Joey? Where are you? Arnie? Impressive, Dr. LaRue. Impressive. Thank you, Dr. Griffin. We'll be using this technique on him again. Add him to the collection when he is no longer of any use. That's two of the three willingly helping us now. And the third? He is a special project. I have my own goals for him. Part 3. Blue. Back again, huh, Griff? Back again. Why don't you just give up? I've got nothing to lose. I've got nothing to give. Indeed. I have taken almost everything. Almost. All you're going to get is my name, rank, and serial number. And I've already told you that. A few hundred times. Did I make it to a thousand? I remember that day. Most irritating. <laughs> Good times. Good times. I have allowed you to keep your voice. I could take that away from you. Nah. You don't want to miss out on my beautiful voice. You are correct. I do want you to keep your voice. Griff, come on. What do you want from me? Why are you wasting your time with me? You've taken my tech. You've taken my power. You've locked me up. You're keeping me alive, but why? It's true. Normally, I'd not be interested in someone like you. Your tech made you special. If you had actual powers, you'd become part of the collection after we studied you. You've taken the only thing that makes me special. <coughs> Not the only thing. I just don't understand the endgame. I'm a waste of resources to you right now. I have your friends. White was given to me by my employers when they gave me you. Red has given himself to me. Both of them are under my control, one way or another. You may not be of value because of your lack of actual powers, but you bring me the value of a challenge. I am going to break you. I am going to control you. And I am going to use you. You will serve me. Not willingly, like Red and not through trickery like white, you will be a broken person with no free will. My employers are moving forward with their plans. I intend to stay relevant to them. 
You are going to become one of my resources. You will serve me, and through me, you will serve them. You've met them once already. The creatures, invisible aliens or monsters or whatever. Whatever is a good enough description. You pick in a fight, you can't win. Wrong. Like all the battles I'm engaged in, this is a fight you've already lost. I'm still here. I'm still me. You haven't broken me yet. You say so. Goodbye, Blue. You haven't beaten me yet. Oh, and Blue? You know I'm always watching. Even in the absolute darkness you will find yourself in when I close this door. You're on camera, so... Say... Cheese. You haven't beaten me yet! Supersonic Pod Comics presents Red, White, and Blue in Broken by Ben Avery. Starring Zoom Yukonori as Dr. Griffin. Featuring Ben Avery as Red, Nathan James Norman as White, and J.S. Earl as Blue. And introducing Michael Williams as Dr. LaRue. Narration by Nathan James Norman. Sound production by Ben Avery and Nathan James Norman. Red, White, and Blue is a production of Supersonic Pod Comics, copyright 2019, all rights reserved. Epilogue Dr. Griffin, you summoned me. Yes, I wanted you to see some of the fruits of our labor. There, on the screen. Blue, sir? Oh, look at him strain. Yes, he is strong, pushing my control techniques and our tech to the limits. I believe if I am able to control this man, I can control anyone. And then add him to your collection? Dr. LaRue, the superpowered humans in my collection are like butterflies. I am not going to add a moth to that collection, no matter how impressive it may be. His value is in his military training, his mind, his skills. I will break him and control him, and then we will give him his bionics back. Who knows? Perhaps I will even place him in Superforce, or let him team up with that idiot Red again. What about the Fire Angels? When will we get one of those? Soon, I hope. Unfortunately for us both, the Masters will not let me keep any of them. I am to give them over to the Masters immediately. 
Interesting. Makes me want one for myself even more. Indeed. For now, you'll have to content yourself with the 99 we have here in stasis. And the 18 I have below us in the cell block. An embarrassment of riches. I'm glad I'm on the right side of this war. Dr. LaRue, the people on the other side of this war don't even know there is a war yet. Indeed, most of our own allies in this war don't know they're in a war. And they won't know until it's over and humanity's new age begins under the Master's rule. Computer, activate sound from cell 45. No, 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 no. You do not control me. You do not control me. I won't do it. So strong, such a powerful will. I won't. No. No. Jesus.